0: Hello again, Woodchatters. I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Georgia. This episode, we are going to be looking at an exciting project that could be sowing the seeds for a digitised forest.
0: Yep, you heard that right. You may already be familiar with the term smart city. It's basically a term for an urban area that's fitted with various electronic equipment capable of collecting data And insights uh, from this data can then be used to help manage assets, resources, and services more effectively, and ultimately improve the city's general operations. So what if the same could be done for our forests?
1: Well, the reality may be closer than you think as a team of researchers in Tasmania are testing technologies that could ultimately pave the way for a broad and permanent digitisation of the state's forests.
0: In our previous episode of Woodchats, we looked at the animal monitoring projects currently being undertaken in Tasmania and how new technologies are being used to inform forest management practices for the benefit of several at-risk species and the forestry industry itself.
1: One element of that project is specifically focused on monitoring wedge-tailed eagles and is utilising wireless remote sensing technologies to improve detection and reporting of eagle nesting activity to aid forest management decision-making and compliance. It's hoped that effectively demonstrating the potential for this kind of technology to support forest management practices could prompt the establishment of a digital information ecosystem across the Tasmanian landscape and beyond.
0: The concept could help forest managers ensure they appropriately meet all requirements while reducing the need for humans to physically go into the forest to perform checks particularly in difficult-to-access or unsafe locations.
1: The current Eagle Nest Monitoring Project is being led by Dr Dean Williams of Sustainable Timber Tasmania. Sam caught up with Dr Williams to discuss the research and his hopes that one day we will indeed see a digitised forest become a reality.
2: I guess the idea of a smart forest is... You know, you've got the ability to monitor at multiple points in the forest uh, about um, the prevailing conditions in the forest and what's going on. So whether that's environmental conditions or monitoring things like wildlife. And so really it's about using technology to gather information um, and have that processed in a presentable way to make the best decisions you can based on that information.
0: And could you tell me a bit about the Eagle Eye Project and uh, what it's hoping to achieve?
2: With the forest practices system, witch eagle breeding is managed through the breeding season exclusion zones. So the breeding season exclusion period runs from the 1st of July through to the 31st of January. And so we have these operational exclusion zones placed around the nests for seven or eight months of the year. The issue is that only about one in six nests are actually used each year. At the moment, we don't know where they settle. And so we place these exclusion zones around every nest. So those, those activity checks at the moment, they're done by helicopter. They fly low over the canopy, peer into the nests in late October to see if they can see a, a chick. You need highly skilled observers flying low over the canopy. During the breeding season, when the, the adults are actually quite defensive, um yeah so we have this want where we wanted to start using more technology in forest management and the need around eagle management so it was sort of like the melding of that want and that need to to develop this project
0: and what are the aims of the project this eagle
2: project is just sort of like the nucleus of potentially greater things in terms of networking the forest and so what we sort of talked about in um, initially in the early days of this project is this this concept of the the hashtag digital forest where we're looking to develop a landscape scale digital data ecosystem what we're doing is looking at applying a technological solution to helping with the management of the wedge-tailed eagles the first aim is to identify a a readily available low-cost sensor um, that can reliably report eagle nest activity over multiple years. The second part is to demonstrate that a low power uh, lora network can operate efficiently and reliably in the Tasmanian landscape. So the idea is that we um, had these bespoke sensors made up there's nothing there was nothing available you know, in the market to do what we wanted to do. We got these these sensor packages made up and so the most likely sensors, that were included in these packages was a, a um, passive infrared sensor, PIR. That's the sort of sensor you have on your Miranda light and an ultrasonic sensor as well. And so that, that um, basically measures distance. So if there's a bird on the nest versus a bird off the nest, then the distance between the sensor and the, the nest or the bird changes. And then we installed them on 16 trees that had nests And then we also, to support those sensors, we've also installed a number of these internet gateways. They report back to the web, and we now have a a web browser-based dashboard that we can actually see the information coming back.
0: Dean also explained how the particular sensors that have been selected for testing during this process are low-powered and can stay in situ and remain functional for up to Ten years, so it's a, a a long range installation. And so, since the sensors have been in operation, I was keen to find out what Dean and his team have discovered so far.
2: I mean, we're starting from a, a, a zero knowledge base, so um, we sort of yeah went with um, the two sorts of sensors to see which one might be the most effective. And at the moment, it looks like the the PIR sensor is giving us some pretty good information. And, of course, you know, the basic thing about it is, can we get the information out of the forest? Because then that would then support, you know, this upscaling to all sorts of other opportunities for sensors as well. And so far, the answer to that is, yeah, you know, we, we are getting information out of the forest and it's displayed right there on our web browser.
0: And what do you foresee as being some of the benefits to the forestry industry?
2: From the narrow focus in terms of wedge tail eagle management, Mm-hmm. Um, you can potentially look at using the sensors as a substitute for the aerial. So that's a, a big advantage um, in terms of um, human and animal welfare. The other thing, too, is the costs have to stack up as well. You know, is the cost of the hardware, the, the implementation, um, you know, substantially cheap enough that, um, compared to what we're currently doing as well? But as I keep saying about this, it's the, the, the network forest. I think, is one of the other big prizes to come yeah. out of this. that like, yes, we can have this uh, digital data network um, effective across the forest and the ability to actually scale that up and build on it um, is, is one of the main demonstrations of this project as well.
0: And how about the industry? Have you been engaging with uh, key stakeholders? And if so, what has that uh, sort of looked like?
2: This project is actually partially funded by the National Institute for Forest Products Innovation. So that um, initiative has put in um, a substantial amount of cash to this project, and we also have quite a number of project partners involved.
0: Has this type of technology been used in similar projects elsewhere in the past?
2: Um, so around you know around the
0: world, there's been. Applications
2: with this technology in in forests around things like um, fire detection, and certainly in the urban environment.
0: Okay, so I guess my next question is kind of two part: where are we at now in the process, and then what do you either think or hope or believe the next use of this technology might involve?
2: We're in the middle of the nesting season at the moment and, as I said, we've got data coming back. Then we'll be matching that data to the airborne checks as well so I can see, you know, how reliable that data is. So we're still sort of early days. Um, I think at the moment fire management is probably a direction that we can see us moving into for this technology. So, as I said, having sensors on fire trucks to help improve your situational awareness on the fire ground. And so... Um, that is about collecting data, you know, environmental data and, and vehicle status data, feeding that back to the, the central incident controller um, and so they have access to that information. So that's, I think that's probably where we'll focus next because, you know, fire is a big issue. And so, I mean, in terms of future, I see it sort of like three phases or three, three things that we're doing. One is refining the technology. So... With the eagles, we used um, you know, a fairly rough and ready sort of system. There was nothing like it before. Um, and so we've learned a lot along the way. There's a process of expansion as well. So as I said, we're only doing 16 nests at the moment. It'd be nice to expand that more widely. And that will support you know this other thing about fuel moisture and fire management as well.
1: Before we go any further, we would just like to take this opportunity to congratulate Dean and his team for their recent success at the TAS ICT Excellence Awards. They recently won Outstanding Contribution to Sustainability and the Environment category, a wonderful acknowledgement of this innovative work.
0: The Forest Practices Authority, or FPA, is responsible for regulating forestry in Tasmania and is the body behind the project that Dean's Eagle Monitoring Research is feeding into. To find out more about that project, uh, listen to the previous Woodchat episode, episode 19, titled Ensuring Forestry Continues to Work in Harmony with Threatened Tasmanian Species. Peter Volker is the Managing Director of the FPA and Georgia caught up with him to understand what role this project could play in supporting the future regulation of the forestry industry.
3: We've supported these digital forest projects, basically I guess um, adopting this sort of technology in forestry is, is a fairly new thing. You know, in the digital age, information is, is really important and this is a way of, of gathering information and then responding reasonably quickly to what the information is telling us.
1: Could you give us a snapshot of the Eagle Eye Project?
3: Well, I think it's pretty exciting because we have to uh, do a lot of work and it's quite expensive to ascertain which nests in which year are active and then if they are active that's when those restrictions kick in so that causes a huge um, restriction on on forestry operations and that has a huge economic impact a in doing the checking because it costs a lot of money and b in you know foregone income for the forestry operations or the or the inconvenience that it causes them Uh, up until now uh, unless you sat in, the, in a tree for 24-7 for six months, you wouldn't be able to watch what eagles are doing. By doing this, it's sort of revolutionised how we observe eagles' behaviour, especially at that sensitive time when they're nesting. Now, not only can we look at one nest, but we can look at a whole heap of nests in real time. I think that's going to revolutionise our understanding of the species Understanding that, then we can modify our forestry operations to to work in with the behaviour of the of the bird. Yeah, you know, a big part of our work is is providing uh, advice and rule sets to forest planners so that they can manage the forest block that they're working on to cater for these species. So. So it gives us some certainty there and it also helps the, the forest owners to understand, you know, which parts of their forests need to be um, managed in certain ways to protect those species. If these sort of technologies can, you know, reduce the red and green tape and make people manage their forests and reduce their sort of regulatory burden in a way, then it's, it's beneficial to us and it's
1: of great benefit to them as well. Forico is one of Tasmania's leading commercial plantation companies. And one of the industry stakeholders, Dean and his team, have recruited to be involved with their current trial. I caught up with Andrew Jacobs, Chief Technical Officer at Forico, to find out how he believes a digital forest could be of benefit from a forest management perspective. How has FORRICO been involved with the Eagle Eye Project and the broader Digital Forest Initiative?
4: So FORRICO's involvement really has been one of supporting STT, taking the lead on the project, Uh, but a number of the other Tasmanian forestry uh, companies have also got in behind this project. And the reason we have such an interest is uh, under the regulations with the Forest Practices Plan, we're required to ensure that we don't infringe upon wedge eagle nests. Um, Forco manages around 170,000 hectares land across Tassie. So you can imagine there's quite a few eagle nests out there across the landscape. If we can use some technology, such as um, the Eagle Eye technology, to help us elucidate which nests are occupied, then hopefully we can, down the track, have a com- conversation with the regulator around the need to... Um, limit perhaps the number of nests which we avoid on any any given year due to a nest being occupied. So we're really just interested to understand how the technology works within the forest environment with a view that ultimately, you know, we'd like to deploy a, a similar feature.
1: What do you foresee as possible benefits that this project could bring to the forest management side of things? You know, in this
4: project, what they're testing is some technology built around networks, which are low cost and low energy. So that's a really unique kind of network and a, and a bit different. I mean, it's a it's a network that is working in other industries, such as mining and some, some logistics type operations. But it's a really highly suitable for forestry operations. And... Moving forward, I think it will play a great role in some of the activities that we do. And specifically, I'm thinking about activities related to analysing the environment. So, you know, you can imagine that across a large landscape with a network like this, you might be able to capture information related to soil moisture and tree growth. The other aspect, I guess, is, you know, with the more data we have, better decisions we can make. So really what we're after is data. But where, where it might be important in terms of forestry is if we're understanding what trees are out there and what resources we have in terms of wood quality, um, we might be able to optimise where we send it off to. So, you know, not all logs are the same. Some are bendy, some are hard. Um, there are a range of quality traits which define what sort of product and what sort of value you can extract from the timber you're harvesting. If we have that information when we're harvesting it, then we can start being smart about where we send timber to, to optimise the value recovery from that piece of wood. So sensors which provide data that can help us, and now I guess we're talking about, you know, what are the properties of the tree? If that's beamed up real time to a a business uh, type analyst software solution, then you could conceivably aggregate similar types of wood, and then have that go to a specific location.
0: So what could the future look like? In conclusion, I asked Dean about the practicalities of how the digitised forests of tomorrow might be owned, funded and managed.
2: At the moment, we own the technology. Yep. Certainly, there will be room for a service provider to step in and actually take over the things like the network setting up and maintaining the networks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, that's not going to happen because there's no demand. So it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. The thing about the technology too is its uh, is its price is that it's actually quite um, low priced in comparison to you know your, your operations, and so you can actually have this infrastructure and this technology and actually own it yourself. So, yeah, as so, I said, so talk about this This technology as being scalable. So, you know, we're talking about having sensors on 16 nests at the moment. We could have, you know, a 1,000 sensors out there um, running off one hub, so all feeding data back into one point that then feeds back to the office. And, you know, that hub might only be a, a, a few thousand dollars. If you have multiple hubs of these, you know, located over the landscape, you can access, you know, tens of thousands of sensors uh, monitoring all sorts of things that are going on across your your estate, across the forest.
0: This is truly an exciting concept and one that we can't wait to hear more about as it continues to progress. A huge thank you to our guests for sharing their knowledge and insights with us around yet another fascinating development in the world of Australian forestry.
1: And that brings us to the end of another episode of Wood Chat. And who knows, one day not too far from now, maybe we could be coming to you live from the very heart of a digitised forest. For more information on this or any other FWPA-supported projects, you can always head to www.fwpa.com.au.